Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Farm to Table Studios brings you today's edition of The Howl. Morgan's Farm to Table is located on County Road 42 in Nicollet and Burnsville. Taste the difference, award winning. The Howl would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite league, the NBA. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com, as well as Podium, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. I am the riffraff of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron, a pocket full of dimes, Groshan, the producer of the show. And seated to my left is none other than Rob, three-point hookshot Hess. He is the jack-of-all-trades for the program. Second quarter, we are joined by Oliver Maroney, who is a writer at Dime Magazine, host of the Big Three show, and one half of the Boss show that airs on Nothing But Net Mondays at noon Central Time and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Time. Our featured halftime artist artist this week is also the newest addition to the nothing but net channel and that is the one and only kickstradamus the howl officially shorter than fergie's national anthem and funnier than kevin hart a second quarter here on the howl you're listening to dash radio's nothing but net channel we are joined by oliver maroney yes uh, writer for Dime Magazine, a host of the Big Three show, and one half of the Boss show on Nothing But Net, which airs Mondays at 12 p.m. Central Time and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Time. Welcome our guest, Oliver. Nice to have you. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent, man. Hey, you know, 
we have the audience here listening on Dash Radio. I don't know if they're driving around in their GM. Maybe they're in the Kia. Maybe they're in the Tesla or, or using Amazon Alexa or our Sonos. Whatever the case may be. Um, you want to talk to the people out there on the Nothing But Net channel. Let them know about the Boss Show and why they should listen to it. And why, really, it's, it's a gem of the channel. We have so many good shows. I think 46 unique shows covering a variety of NBA teams. Um, let's talk about your show specifically. Um, take it away. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been great. Uh, I, I host a show with Brandon Armstrong, the NBA impersonator. Uh, he's very outspoken about NBA topics and just sports topics in general. He's a big Tom Brady and New England Patriots fan for whatever reason. And uh, we give him it a happens. Fast talk for that. Uh, <clears throat> but we have a bunch of different people that come on the show. We had Jordan Poyer on or the Buffalo Bills just a few weeks ago. Um, Dante Stallworth was on this past week and that'll be up later this week. And, uh, you know, we just got a ton of different people that, that will be lined up here. I know Le'Veon Bell has said he's, he's going to come on at some point, but, um, really it's about just trying to, uh, give people a different perspective of sports, a little more fun perspective of sports in general and, and get people talking about, uh, you know, what it's like to be an athlete, what it's like to be, a, you know, uh, superstar or a star in a league um what it's like to play in the variety of leagues that we have in the united states and then you know everywhere i mean around worldwide really but i think uh the thing that we bring like i said is just a fun kind of side of things i mean brandon will go down and he'll do his little uh stephen a smith spiels or whatever you want to call him and uh, we, we have a good little back and forth going on and so it, yeah like i said we we picked our all-star teams we did all sorts of different things. And, um, yeah, we just try and make it different, make it a little bit unique, uh, and try and have fun with it. Yeah. I think it's, it's cool that you said that because it's really, um, a lot of the reasons why I'm happy to be on the nothing but net channel, um, here with the howl is that we do, really interesting games. We bring on all sorts of, you know, whether it's basketball players, non-basketball players, whether it's celebrities, hip hop artists, etc., And, we all are kind of sharing that common thread, which is we all love basketball. And like you were saying, it's interesting whether you bring it on a Le'Veon Bell down the road or Dante Stallworth, you know, NFL player. It's, it's so cool to get their takes on all the things that we love. Basketball is such a fun time. I think right now with social media, whether it's the gifts that are rolling around, there's so many fun topics to really get into. I think the league is in such a healthy state. And speaking of something that was very fun, we had the NBA all-star game this weekend out in Los Angeles. All the stars came out for this and your co-host, uh, Brandon Armstrong, also known as B dot. He was in the game, played significant minutes. Um, do you have any takeaways from your guys outing and and is this how many times has he been in the game? Is this his third or second time? I believe it's his it's his second time, if I'm not mistaken. He won the MVP okay. last year. That was his first year, I believe. Oh, came and, on the scene uh, strong. Yeah, no, he was he was guns to blazing like he was this year. I mean, he had he been a little hotter from outside, I think he would have taken home that MVP trophy. But I think it was a little popularity contest uh, going on, obviously with fans being able to vote who they thought was the MVP. And you've got yeah. Quavo in the mix. That's uh, Quavo, however you want to pronounce his name. I'm not into the whole Migos thing as much as everybody else is, I don't think. so. Uh, <laughs> well, Migos had a monster weekend, man. I mean, obviously they had their stir fry as you know the background instrumental, basically all All-Star weekend. 
it was yeah. hot. They had the halftime performance. I mean, how can how could you know? It's like David versus Goliath on the MVP voting, as you would say, you know, with the fan vote. Um, you know, and you mentioned the three point shots, three for twelve from B dot. You like you say he he finishes with sixteen. Quavo finished with nineteen. I mean, he makes two more of those. He's got a twenty piece, and he's got the eleven rebounds. That's MVP numbers, as far as I'm concerned. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I actually thought he had more than that too. Like just watching it, it looked like he scored a couple more points. But man, you know, it's what it is. I think he, yeah, like I said, he just had a rough shooting night. It could have been a little bit better for him. Uh, I, you know, he did play significant minutes. I did, you know, appreciate that they put him in because I think he was worried about that coming in, knowing all the people that were going to be on his team. You know, uh, well, how, well, how do you how do you restrict the minutes of the of last year's MVP? That's that's the first question I would say to the coach. Oh, of course, of course. How do you do that? Well, I think you know you <laughs> celebrity games are interesting. I've been at a couple of different celebrity games. I was at one for like where we ran the big three time, and it was Floyd Mayweather celebrity game. And I remember, I think it was yeah, Terrell Owens was pissed. He was frustrated that he wasn't getting minutes over other guys, and. He, I think he walked. He was just like, I'm done. And he like put his regular shoes on and like, he wasn't like, he wasn't, I don't think he was actually mad, but he did stop playing. He was just like, screw this. Like, why, why am I here if you're not going to put me in? So well, yeah, I've I, seen him play though. I mean, he can, he can actually get after it. So, I mean, from, from that perspective, I would say, yeah, you know, a bit of a right. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, your guy, uh, Brandon Armstrong, he did actually lead the game, uh, was the highest uh, amount of fouls. He actually committed five fouls and nobody else was hacking more than him <laughs> out there. Um, what did you make of that? Did he just seem a little out of control or is this kind of, Typical uh, style, you know. I'm just messing you know, around. Brett, <laughs> D-Dot isn't known for his defense, I'll tell you that. <laughs> if he's, he's not gonna, reaching, he's, he's teaching, right? Yeah. He's going he's gonna to kill me if he's hearing this right now. But, yeah, his, uh, his defense isn't exactly uh, the best. Uh, I think he could probably make some fun videos out of his defense, but uh, I won't go there. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, man, uh, if he ever comes to Minneapolis, uh, we got the gym right by right by where we record uh, the howl. Um, happy to bring him on and uh, we can bring the diamond box out, which is our uh, mega subwoofer Bluetooth stereo. This thing's a thousand watts. It has uh, was it six or eight subwoofers on it. It's, it's amazing. Wow. You put that in the gym and uh, you instantly got a game. So, um, wow. seated to my, seated to my right, Oliver. I have um, our analyst here of the Howl, Rob Hess. He wants to jump in. He's got a question for you. It better be good, Rob. Oh, come on! It's always good when it's coming from me. Okay. Uh, so, well, two things. One, uh, as far as uh, Brandon's concerned, uh, I appreciated he was going for some charges in that game. So maybe he's not known for his defense, but at least he's putting the effort out there. But as far as just All Star Weekend in general. Oliver, do you have kind of a, a favorite event? Are you a Saturday night guy? Are you kind of the Sunday main event? Uh, as far as All-Star Weekend goes, what's your kind of favorite? Saturday night. I'm always I, I'm always interested in Saturday night. I like the dunk contest. I still do. I still think it's great. I think people, you know, they, they try and talk it down every single year. And, you know, as, as much as the dunks maybe aren't as inventive as they once maybe seemed, uh, I still think the, all these guys can get up, as you saw with like Dennis Smith and even Donovan Mitchell and, and Larry Nance doing some of the, the cool different things that they did. I, it wasn't 
they didn't blow me away, I don't think, but I was definitely impressed. I'm always impressed with the way that they put things together and are able to get that high off the ground. I mean, it's just, it, to me, that's the, that's the main event of All-Star Weekend. And uh, as much as we like the game and as much as we like the three-point contest, I think the dunk contest really brings out, you know, the, I think the, the basketball fan that, that can appreciate the art of dunking and just like the history behind it. You know, MJ's signature, <laughs> MJ's signature, you know, you're talking about guys like that who've gone down as legends, and those are their logos, those are the icons, those are the things that you see, so I, I really like the dunk contest. Exactly. Hey, let's let's keep it locked here on Saturday night. I want to follow up on that. Everybody listening right now here on Dash Radio, this is The Howl on Nothing But Net. We're joined uh, from a phone line in Oliver Maroney, uh, writer for Dime Magazine, host of the Big Three show, and of course, one half of the Boss show on Nothing But Net. Saturday night, the dunks. I think it's amazing. You know, if my NBA history doesn't uh, let me down here, you know, 1984 was the first, and, and that was Larry Nance that won it. Um, you know, here we are 20 some years later, they're still innovating. I mean, I don't know what more they want from people, but it's crazy that you can still see dunks for the first time or variations like, you know, whether it's Larry Nance Jr.'s double tap dunk. I thought that was crazy. And, and in real time, I didn't really get it. It happened so fast, but then you watch it in slow-mo and you're like, oh my God, like I, I can barely touch a rim on a good day, let alone think about throw it off the backboard and, and, and re-catch it and slam it and make it look cool. I mean, it, the stuff that these guys are doing are, it, it's so impressive. It is. It really is. And I, I go back to last year's because I get, I, that was one where I was really, really disappointed in the fan reaction of it. Uh, obviously there were a lot of missed dunks, but I think, you know, you look at Glenn Robinson, the third and what he was able to do, man, he, he did some things that you had to watch on slow-mo three or four times to actually take in and really uh, be appreciative of. And I think there was one dunk where he did a 360, maybe it's a 180, 360, something like that, and he dabbed at the same time that he dunked it. And nobody noticed the dab until you watched it like four times. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I think that there is, yeah, like I said, I, I think there's a lot that goes underappreciated with the dunk contest every single year and being able to innovate, like you said, I mean, it's been 20 plus years now of dunks and you have all these people on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, as Michael Rappaport on our show called it, the Instagramification of basketball, uh, you just don't have the appreciation that you once did because there's so many people out there that can do, you know, athletic things uh, like dunking the basketball, but can't actually play the game. So to be able to do both like they can do and combine that talent and skill that it takes to be able to dunk a basketball and, and let alone add moves and combinations and skills to it, uh, I think it's very, very impressive. And it always, like I said, it always lives up expectations in my mind. Well, there you have it. That's All Star Saturday night, and I, I agree with ex- everything you're saying there. Let's look at Sunday, the All Star game. We were told going into this game to expect some defense. Now, it's not necessarily a Tom Thibodeau style of defense that we're all used to here in Minnesota, but uh, I thought it was a heck of a game. So, there's a couple things that I saw. You know, you have it come down to the last play. Curry gets trapped in the corner. 
they never should have tossed it in there, but what the heck they did. Um, and then I thought the halftime show was absolutely just lit. I, I thought that was um, one of my favorite halftime shows, if not ever, uh, for an NBA All-Star game. What are some things that you enjoyed about Sunday? And uh, what did you make of the halftime performance? Yeah, I thought the halftime performance was good. I, I, I think it was better than in recent years. Um, I think it definitely brought the best out. I think people were looking for something. <laughs> you know, I, I think the halftime show would have been good uh, had it been a lot of artists uh, or a lot of different things because of what had happened with the introductions. <laughs> I, I think there was just like, I don't know what it was, but it seemed like there was something in the air that just kind of took the crowd away from the event and what was taking place and then the halftime show kind of brought it back and then the finish the ending the last like seven minutes uh that's been the best basketball i've seen all year uh just just to watch these you know high caliber players i think that was my favorite part was just the last seven minutes of the all-star game uh and we all know the fourth quarter they tend to pick things up but this was actually like i felt like we were watching an nba game with superstars and when people yes, say like, exactly. oh, you know, you hate the big threes and you hate the superstar. It almost made me just like, can we just have two super teams and just play this thing back like 10 or 15 times in a finals? <laughs> I, I'm, well, you know, well, well, they did have that. It was called the 1992 Dream Team Practices. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I just thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed that. And I think it almost... I, I saw a lot of people talk about it in, in, in that sense of like, okay, well, if LeBron goes to the Rockets or, you know, if LeBron goes to one of the other teams, maybe that's another feasible super team. And we could see Golden State and the Rockets or Golden State, whoever it is, Golden State, whoever, go at it for seven games in a, a final series. Not to say that Cleveland isn't good or great, um, but just to see that amount of stardom on one court together and the way that they were playing that last seven minutes, I mean, They'd had one practice together, right? So it's just to me, it's it's really impressive, and I would have loved to have seen uh, an overtime. <laughs> I, I think right. it's been as thrilling, uh, and I, I, you know, I I thought the whole night was pretty good, aside from the introductions and the national anthem. I, I thought they did a very good job of the halftime show, and then moving into that that second half. You know, I heard C-Web, uh, as they were closing out the broadcast, the national broadcast, mention that next year what they should do is do the same format, essentially. The two captains are picked. Then all the players, the whole crop of players comes out, center court, and it's literally just like you would do at your gym at home. Go, boom, I pick you. Boom, I pick you. And then that's your team. And I thought to myself, I kind of like that. You know, they have just the jerseys in, in a box or something. and. You know, hey, I pick you, Giannis. Here, throw him a white jersey. You know, um, I'm picking you, Cat. Oh, there, throw him a black jersey. And then, boom, there's your squad. I thought that was a really good take. And I seen on your Twitter feed, you had mentioned, you know, what about a roaming all-star game in, like, smaller markets? And that actually got my mind turning a little bit. I don't know how much I would enjoy that for all-star because I do like when all the stars come out. And with us just hosting the Super Bowl here in Minneapolis, I know for a certainty we didn't get the number of stars that a traditional Super Bowl would get because of loca- location. But I thought the same principle could be applied for just regular season games like uh, 
you know, the Wolves played the Spurs down in Mexico City. You know, they'll do a game uh, in London or what have you. But maybe instead they do them here locally in America, just in smaller, smaller little towns. So what's your takeaway on that? Do you got any thoughts? Yeah, I like the idea. I think the only problem is just the grueling schedule that they already have and kind of figuring True. out where, you know, back-to-backs and things of that nature. They did a pretty good job with the London game, giving guys like three or four days to acclimate to it, you know, giving them kind of a weekend to relax or whatever you want to call it, enjoy. Um, you know, my, my only thought with the All-Star game, and it, I think it just depends on the city, uh, because I think there's a lot of people that really appreciate, like, Seattle, um, I think there's a lot of people that appreciate, uh, you know, even I even mentioned international cities, I think in, in a reply, uh, I thought maybe a London or a Paris or a Germany or, uh, so, somewhere in Germany. I mean, um, but yeah, you know, I'm with you. I, I think those sort of cities would be awesome to have an all-star game. And I think what the whole point of the all-star game is for like for these players, at least in my opinion is to get away from the normal day-to-day routine of playing basketball and trying to enjoy some of it while partying with their friends, you know, being in the limelight, you know, all that stuff. And I think LA was great, don't get me wrong, um, but I just think that the atmosphere, the fan atmosphere, I think NBA fans, they're used to a lot of it. You know, they go to the... That's why the Cavaliers tickets are more expensive than every other ticket in town. That's why the Warriors tickets are more expensive. because fans are going to pay whatever they're going to pay to, to see these guys play. And I, I think the All-Star game isn't much different in that aspect. I just felt like, you know, to me, seeing these guys in smaller markets would be would be awesome. Uh, I think seeing them in, <clears throat> I, I don't know who would be able to house it, but you talk about like a, a Louisville or a Kentucky or, a, you know, some of these bigger, like bigger college towns that have, you know, just that craze and, want for NBA basketball but don't necessarily get it. I think it'd also be a really good demonstration for NBA for the NBA to say, okay, this is the city we want our next uh our next um uh team to be in. I get it. And we have the progressive commissioner in Adam Silver that is a guy that I think anything that really can make sense and that's intriguing is on the table. I love the job that Adam Silver is doing. And I think there's more good things to come, whether it's all-star format or just simply the game in general. Um, Oliver, I think this is all we have for time right now, but I want to thank you for joining us. Um, Again, for those listening here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, Oliver Maroney, our very own Nothing But Net channel show, The Boss Show, airs Mondays at 12 p.m. Central, Saturdays 1 p.m. Central. Check it out. Listen to him if you haven't. It's a fantastic show featuring himself and Brandon Armstrong. Make sure you give it a listen. Download the app today. Oliver, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Myself, Rob Hess, to my right, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll be in touch, okay? Yeah, we'll do it again. Thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate the time. Yep, goodbye. Halftime here on the Howls. This is the Nothing But Net channel. You're here on Dash Radio. Uh, 
in studio on the phone. We have Kickstradamus joining us. The man is busy, but he's made time for us today. That is also because major news alert. He has a brand new show here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, Kicking It with Kickstradamus. It airs Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, every Monday. Lock it into the Nothing But Net channel. Download the app for free. Listening to your car, listening to on a device, whatever you have to do, make sure you're around 6 p.m. Central Time for Kicking It with Kickstradamus. What is up, my brother? How are you? Man, I... <laughs> You getting any I'm, sleep I'm still, these days? Uh, uh, man, I think it's time to finally get some sleep. <laughs> to be quite I think you honest, earned a break. Know? I think you earned a break. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been rough, you know. Uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's it's been rough. You know, on, uh, I've been losing a lot of sleep, and uh, you know, a lot of time with family and my girl and stuff. So now it's time to you know unwind a little. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, maybe take the Jimmy Butler approach and sit up the all-star game. You know, you could do something like that. Um, I want to talk, <laughs> I want to talk about all the stuff that's happening right now, because honestly, man, you're, you're the, you're the hottest name right now in NBA sneaker customization. Um, everything that we've been seeing all season in the NBA from you has been absolute fire. All the different collabs with the players, and really, you know, from us being a Timberwolves show, um, myself, really everybody here, and we call our studio the Den, you know, go figure, uh, Kevin, Rob, and myself, we were all at the game Thursday before All-Star break when the Wolves took on the Lakers and got to see your shoes on display on the court firsthand. And we actually got to witness the auction afterwards and your shoes fetched in an amazing sum of money granted all for a good cause which went towards the flip saunders legacy fund i want to hear from you and if you could share with those listening you know especially the timberwolves fan base of the howl um what did it feel like um you know flip is such an iconic character in the nba i mean he's really a legend what was that like being reached out to and then having to execute on top of that? You know what? It was, it was an amazing experience. I mean, being a part of something that big, you know, something monumental, you know, such a powerful night and being chosen to do so. I mean, a lot of people still to this day don't know how much time was given to do this project. You know, it was, it was a short amount of time. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that probably would have turned it down just because knowing that, that it could get pretty stressful, not to mention that right after that game is also a weekend. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a little rough, but it was it was definitely a challenge that I wanted to accept, and I was going to make sure it got done. Hey, you know what I mean, they say, Pr- pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, and I think you, I think you <laughs> turned out four pairs of absolute diamonds um, that again all went up for sale auction, excuse me, um, for the Flip Saunders Legacy Fund. I I gotta believe being you, and I'd like you to talk about this a little bit. That given the pressure, given the circumstances, to put out something like this in a short amount of time, but still under a, a time crutch and doing your best work, it's gotta feel just amazing. Getting the response that you do, that you essentially crushed it. Like it, it, everybody's happy with it. What does that feel like? And can, can you kind of take us through uh, that? 
I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's crazy. Uh, after the project was done, I was able to breathe a little, you know, I sat down. I felt really good about it. And it's still very humbling, you know. I, I mean, to a lot of people, I might come off of it sounding like I'm arrogant or something, but that's not the case. I'm just very confident with my work. And, and I've worked very hard to get to this point. A lot of people don't understand how hard I've worked. And, uh, no no doubt. I, I hear you. Overcome. Yeah, I overcame a whole lot. So it was just, it's just one of those jobs, one of those projects that it's like, if you don't take that, you know, opportunity, you might never get that opportunity again. You know, right? So, Very much so. I de- I th- yeah, I definitely had to do it, and I, I'm I'm extremely proud, and my family is very proud. You know, people close to me, my friends, my girlfriend, my assistant. It's it wasn't just me. You know, it a lot went into it. I had. My girlfriend and my, my my girlfriend's little brother is my assistant, and they were just round the clock helping me get this done. So it was crazy. Good. Good for you, man. Now, I know you said you, you were able to finish up the Flip Saunders Legacy Fund shoes. You take a little bit of a breather. What was that, about a five-minute breather? Because essentially yes. that rolls like, <laughs> like you were saying earlier, it was that a- rolls right into All-Star Weekend where you're literally making shoes for everybody. These were everywhere. I mean, starting starting Friday morning all the way up until late last night, outside of LeBron James, uh, maybe Steph Curry, Carl Towns, your name probably came up more than everybody else that I heard. Um, your stuff was everywhere. Um, let's get into what that type of collaboration brings to the table. The NBA reaches out to you for this type of thing. Um, how demanding is that to execute? And again, at the highest level. Man, it's just, it's really it hard a deep to breath. even say. <laughs> it's really hard to even say, you know. Um, when you asked me how long my break was, it was literally the, the time that I took a little breather. You mean, it was me actually taking the shoes to, to FedEx to get them out. <laughs> it was like right back to work. You know, just a and, quiet uh, car ride by yourself to FedEx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went with my assistant, so it was kind of like breathe and talk about what's next. You know <laughs> what well, we got to do. I hear you. I hear and, you. Uh, it's crazy. You know, um, I've done quite a few um, guys. I'm friends with a lot of the guys that are, that are actually were playing in the game last night. You know, and uh, you know, it's it's just all you know shows that my hard work is paying off. You know, I mean, I just let my work speak for itself and word of mouth has been huge. I mean, when you're dealing well, I, with these players, it just gets around. Well, I think that that's the true testament. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, we only have so many things in this world and allowing your work to speak for itself is really the, uh, one of the top compliments you can receive because uh, when it's well received, it's it's there's the fruits of your labor. Um, I want to get into now. Let's transition. Um, you know, again, those that are listening to this interview right here with Kickster Damas, you're on the Dash Radios, nothing but net channel, and the nothing but channel is very significant today because we have a brand new show airing. Um, Kicking it with Kickstradamus every Monday, 6 p.m. Central. 
Welcome to the family, my man. Um, that show was awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking. I can't, like. I wish it was next Monday so we could get the next one because I'm excited. You had Josh Hart from <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers on. You guys got into almost everything, and. I tell you what, real quick, I, I do want you to tell me all about the show and what we can all expect, okay? But I just want to say, outside looking in, we have been such fans of Josh Hart on this show. I think that kid was an absolute steal for the Lakers, which, by the way, had a fantastic draft, like a sleeper of a draft. All the focus was on Lonzo, but getting Josh Hart and Kuzma on that squad, I think that was sneaky good. Um, but anyways, that's my Josh, two cents. yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's I, talk I about the show. That, 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 uh, he what, what can people expect? <laughs> they set the tone. Yeah, <laughs> the show, uh, man, it's gonna. I wanted the first show to be kind of like in a nutshell, like about me. You know, I, mean, I needed people to understand who I am. And yes, what I, of course. What I've gotten, what I went through to get where I am. You know, I didn't just wake up one day and and was good at something, you know, I went through a lot of adversity and got a lot, I get a lot of hate, you know, and it's, it comes with, you know, the job. I mean, as right. an artist, not everybody's going to like what you do as a basketball player. Not everybody's going to like you, even if you are good, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot to take in, but you got to have tough skin for sure. So what I want to do with this show is I'll be bringing special guests on, you know, hopefully every show, but you know how it is. So, uh, it's sometimes pretty hard with, with these guys, you know, scheduling, scheduling is always tough, of course. Absolutely. But, you know, I just want to bring everybody through, through my life. You know, I want everybody to enjoy the ride with me. You know, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for everybody that is supporting me. And uh, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I could be great at what I do, but if I didn't have a support system or a fans that love what I do, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I think it's in, in talk about this is, I mean, the day and age that we're in where everything now, because we're so, digital with everything it's it's online within an instant it's also forgotten about within an instance in some cases that you also get this extra layer of interaction you know a guy like you producing this type of uh quality content in the sneaker designs in the collabs you know you rewind the clock back seven years ago it's likely very much harder for you to be at this level. And, and furthermore, if I can add, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the fact that now your fan base, which is growing rapidly, I mean, like everybody wants to see what's next. They now via your own show on dash radio, get like crazy exclusive, just conversations, like real details that really would be very hard to come by. You know, if you were winded the clock of handful of years. Absolutely. I mean, social media is like a free outlet and this is for anybody that's coming to, you know, achieve, achieve their goals and like reach their dreams. Use social media. It's, it's free right now. You don't know what, what it's going to be like in a couple of years. You know, everything changes. So uh, right now you got to strike while it's hot. And uh, that's what I've been able to do. Uh, I've been able to utilize, you know, 
marketing to the max. You don't have to pay for it. Why not just go for it? Yes. And speaking of marketing to the max, um, your buddy here, Aaron Groshan, sent you a pair of some fly uh, all-white Jordan 1s that you're currently working on uh, at your studio. And I have a hunch that that's going to end up on a marketing piece sometime in the near future. I am so looking forward to those. (laughs) You have no idea. Um, I I do want to ask you. (laughs) They are sweet. And you're going to put that up on your YouTube channel, right? Did you time lapse Um, that? I'm, uh, I actually am. St- it's still in the progress and getting seen. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's okay. So, <laughs> so if people want to see. They got some. You got some killer time lapses on your YouTube channel. They should go check that out. Um, speaking of the shoe, so I I was curious to this, and this is kind of a little off the side here. Like, what's for you? What's sort of the best blank canvas for you, or do you kind of all see depending on the shape, the colors? you can kind of work in a different type of design or is it always going to be like a classic, like Jordan one, uh, you know, a white or maybe like an air force one, like what's sort of your go-to in that customization world? Or is it really just the world's your oyster? It's, I mean, I love painting on white sneakers because it's already ready for me, but I mean, in this day and age, I mean, when, you, when you're doing uh, work for certain players that are on certain teams, a lot of the times I'll get shoes that are the color of the team, so it's not necessarily white. So you kind of have to... Yeah, the colorway is already like, built in. Yeah, you kind of have to accept the challenge and figure a way around it, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of something that I like to do. And uh, Well, I think, that, I think know, that's I, how you can hit on some unique finds, you know what I mean? When you oh, just yeah, have definitely. to deal with those random, random variables. Absolutely. I mean, it, it just makes it a little tougher at times because, like, I don't know if you caught it on my on my show earlier, but uh, I'm partially colorblind, so it it, it, it 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 makes it a little bit more of a challenge when it comes down to it. That's that's unbelievable too, by the way. The fact that, yeah, I I didn't know up until I heard the show. I mean, that's uh, it, it still blows my mind. But I I think that's just uh, one of those things that makes you who you are man so <laughs> you keep doing you you're doing just fine hey i i want to reset here real quick um i i got a our host sitting next to me kevin draves um again everybody you're listening to dash radio is nothing but in a channel this is the howl we are joined by our special guest kickstradamus on the line kevin draves host of the show he's got some questions teed up for you there are some hard-hitting ones man i don't know if you can take this but i'm going to put you in the burner Kevin, what do you got for it? You know, I, I found an article that ESPN did on you right around Christmas here, uh, talking about you doing the shoes on the Christmas Day slate. Uh, I mean, you, you've been all over the place, but a lot of people don't really know the history of how Kickstradamus came to be. Give us a little background on how you came to do what you're doing now. Uh, as far as inside the NBA? Is that what you were uh, talking just, about? Just <laughs> creating the shoes in general. Uh, it was, I've been an artist since I was little, but it was never in the plans to do art on sneakers. It kind of wasn't even a thought. And, uh, you know, being 25 years old and at the pretty much one of the lowest times in my life, it was kind of one of those times where it's like, you're going to hustle and you're going to find a way out or you're just going to be 
<laughs> essentially a loser, <laughs> how some people would put it, you know? And uh, my cousin that was a sneakerhead, uh, he had asked me if I could fix his shoes one day. So I did some research, started painting on shoes and, and restoring them. And as you continue to do research on learning how to do new things, I came across people that were actually doing artwork on shoes. And I just thought to myself, that looks like something I can definitely do. So you fast forward from there to now, and that's pretty much how it happened. It wasn't really, really like, oh, man, I, I, I've always wanted to paint shoes. It was just the medium that hit for me and worked out, and I've been able to, you know, take it to the next level. Well, that's Kevin's first hard-hitting question. Kevin, did you have one more in store for him? You, you handled that one well, Kickstradamus. I'm going I'm I'm to make this a little easier on him, but still difficult. Oh, boy. Get ready. Top three shoes that you've created in, uh, for, for NBA athletes. Top three shoes. Okay, we're, we're definitely going to have to go with Wesley Matthews, Iron Man Kobe's. Uh, Iron Man Kobe's. Yeah, it's number three. Uh, number two would probably have to be Carl Anthony Towns, Rick and Morty, because that's also my favorite cartoon. It's actually, I painted it on my wall in my studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, those green ones, uh, yeah. And uh, first would have to be the shoe that really allowed me to quit my full-time job and pursue my career full-time, and that would have to be the Jason Halloween shoes that I did for Cat. And those were the first shoes that really went viral. Uh, you know, I was getting interviewed left and right, and orders were just piling up for that shoe. So it allowed me to, you know, kind of, it was kind of a gamble at the same time. But, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to quit this job and I'm just going to pursue it, you know? So good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I want, I want to talk about a shoe that I think sneaky under the radar. And I'm going to see if we're on the same page on this. The ones you did for, the now, you know, slam dunk champion Donovan Mitchell, those black spider shoes. Those are, <laughs> you know, I think those are like so, like somebody could cruise by in them and you wouldn't even, you know, might not even really think twice. And that's, that's just between you and me. That's my style. I like to be, you know, I could wear like all, all this and that, but I like that real kind of subtle look. Sometimes, yeah, there's sometimes it's subtle, when it's nice to put really something on and just stunt, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's like you you, know, he could sit down at a meeting with you and you'd be like talking with them, and then also you look, oh, damn, those are nice, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Donovan, he had well, mind you, I got connected to Donovan through one of my my really close NBA friends, and that's Montrez Harold from the Clippers, and uh, you know, and then Donovan was like yo, I definitely need some Spider-Man shoes. But it, it's kind of hard with the colors that they wear. So he was right. like, I want some, some black Spider-Man shoes to wear with those uh, city unis, which I think are beautiful. Those uh, the, Right. That orange. The sunset. Like the horizon. Yeah, that is crazy. And he was like, well, my socks are going to be black and it's going to be like light to dark gradient. So I want my shoes to be black. So that that was the pretty much the concept behind that shoe and how it Kevin, do you, be. Kevin, do you have a favorite shoe? You know, I'm, I'm, I've been looking through doing my research. I got to say those, uh, Mario has super Mario's. 
Those are pretty. Oh man, I love the yeah. I love the star on the side. Like that's that's a super sick shoe. Um, but I gotta say too, those those Rick and Mortys are are probably my favorite. And those yeah, are sold out now. I mean, everything's sold out, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't even actually for the Rick and Morty team. I haven't even put them on the site. You know, I'm just I'm just steady grinding away on the, on the orders that I have before I do that. But I'll definitely uh, post as soon as they're available on the site, you know, um, just usually straight I'll, up usually sold I'll about forever. 10. Yeah. That's usually amazing, I'll do man. about 10. I'll, <laughs> I'll do, I'll do about 10 to run and then that's it. That's how limited I want to keep it. So. so if you want to get a pair of these shoes, you can head to kickstradamus.com. You can see uh, some of the shoes that he's got on there. A lot of them, like Aaron just said, are all sold out. Um, but you can see at least a little bit of what he brings to the table. If you want shoes created by the great Kickstradamus, you can go to his uh, custom inquiries tab. Uh, he's got a full rundown on the uh, frequently asked questions section. So if you have any questions, it's all right there. Absolutely. Some amazing, and, uh, amazing shoes on this website. All my co- the, most of my content is on my Instagram for people that are looking. That's pretty much where I post everything. Like everything goes on there. You and know, Instagram is Kickstradamus Custom. Yeah, actually, it's just Kickstradamus. So if you just oh, it is kicks and then a T. Yeah, it should pop up. <laughs> it should pop up. Yeah, sure. So are you, you may, maybe going to do like raffles in the future? Because I'm just trying to think, like you know. If I'm, you know, random person living in, you know, pick anywhere in the country or in the world, and I want to get a pair of these, I got to imagine getting a one of 10 sneaker from you is going to be hard to come by. I mean, you know, down the road, are we looking at like maybe some shoe raffles that kind of can give anybody Uh, a chance or? I'm definitely thinking about that. I'm actually thinking about doing a raffle to do uh, the Northern Lights hyper dunk that I did for Kat that he wore in China. Oh, don't talk to me about Northern Lights. I will go broke for those. (laughs) Less Minnesota guys love those Northern Lights. Yes, definitely. So I'm thinking about doing one of those and putting it up up for a raffle. So, I mean, even if it's just $2 to enter, you know what I mean? It gives everybody that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. We'll, We'll talk more later, all right? Absolutely. I appreciate you guys, man. We'll talk soon. Well, let's, uh, let's call it a week. Uh, again, a huge shout out to Oliver Maroney for joining us on the show. Uh, the great kickster Damas. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, again, you can check out both of their shows on dash radios, nothing but net channel on a regular basis and uh, great shows. Kickster Damas just released a show for Rob, for Aaron, myself. Again, you can find us on iTunes, Podium, Stitcher, Google play, uh, we are on the Nothing But Net channel here Wednesdays from 2 to 5 and Saturdays from 10 to 1. Uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter at NBN-Radio. So much more coming. You're definitely not going to want to miss any of this. So until next week, let me get a howl.